Jeanette well, it really, I can say it's the call of God on my life. I was in education and science uh, for up till 13, 14 years ago, and God really called me to full-time work, and I just asked him where that would be, and I ended up with a job with uh, Open Doors Ministry, and uh, for the last 10 years, I've been the Women's Ministry Coordinator, and that's sort of taken me into many countries, heard many stories, sat with many women, uh, heard their stories, but I've seen their courage, their hope, their faith, their perseverance, and it's changed my Christian walk with the Lord, deepened it and strengthened it. And uh, that baton of women's ministry has been passed on, but uh, I'm still here inspiring those that uh, want to serve the persecuted church. Well, I am so blessed to have you on the radio with us today. Uh, I, I so much love the work of Open Doors, and it really has an incredible story. So 60 years ago, some bloke in a V-Dub Beetle took some Bibles across the border somewhere. Tell us the story, how it all began. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, I've just myself been uh, chose to, to take my long service leave and do the Open Doors anniversary trip, which followed in the footsteps of, of our founder, Brother Andrew. And his story was, yes, at 26 years of age, he had a heart for proclaiming the gospel, and he decided he'd actually go to a youth convention in Poland to actually give out tracts. It was you know, communist-based then, and he thought, well, I have, well what better people to, to hear the gospel than people that are young people that are looking for a cause? So he took himself over there, and uh, he he was sort of went to a church uh, in Warsaw, there in Poland, a Baptist church, the Baptist Warsaw Church, and but that the next day when he was actually praying and uh, reading his Bible, he was reading Revelation and chapter 3, and he read the verse, uh, verse 2, and it said, Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die. And as he read on to, to verse 8, it says, uh, Behold, I set before you an open door that no man can shut. And with that, he, he had met people, Christian people, who didn't... That church only had one Bible in the whole church, and he was shocked. And Christians didn't have Bibles. They didn't have that sense of community. And so God laid on his heart that he would go back to Holland, gather some Bibles, put them in his little Volkswagen, and begin smuggling, uh, as it came to be, or taking them, currying them into the communist countries. And that began a, a lifelong work. And as, people arri as he arrived to churches and two places, People would say, oh, Andrew, thank you, brother. Oh, here, brother Andrew has bought this. And that's how his name, brother Andrew, came about. It's such an incredible story, and what a hero of the faith he is. Mm. Uh, so you went on a historical tour of all the sites that Brother Andrew visited on his smuggling run. What was that like? 
Well, that was amazing. You know, we sort of knew about some of these places, but uh, just before we were 28 of us on the bus, there were sort of six Australians, and we, you know, we made our mark, uh, just as Aussies, but uh, most of the people were Dutch. And so they they had an interesting heritage with, you know, wartime stories and uh, those stories back in the days when many of these places we were visiting were under the grip of communism. So it, it wasn't just the historical places we visited, which was wonderful. It was also the microcosm of the stories that unfolded on the bus from the people that were on the bus. We had people that have been with Open Doors for 30 years and they themselves were couriers into uh, these countries that we were visiting. So to go, say, for instance, Matt, to uh, a little place that I can hardly say the name, but it's it's between Warsaw and Krakow in in Poland and it's Czechkova. You've probably got listeners saying, oh, I know that place. But uh, we went there to, to meet a nun who's well into her 90s and she was actually the librarian at the time who used to receive uh, Open Doors Bibles in Russian and this is in Poland Mm. and so that was such a dangerous thing and she would store them until our couriers could come down and then take them into Russia and sadly the day that we were to meet her was such a hot day it was a heat wave while we were there Uh, we couldn't get to meet her but we stood before the door on the steps uh, where she would take those deliveries and we gave thanks for just her courage and her faith and her trust and we realized that God protected his word because he got it from you know from Holland to to Poland and then into the Russian countries and it was a dangerous and difficult thing and so we went to many places like that along the way. And tell me a little bit about um, Brother Andrew's uh, ministry after that. So after he first started in in that uh, area, Uh where did it spread to from there? Well, there there became a decision that, look, you know, if as Brother Andrew, let me just sort of, as he came up to the checkpoints, and we did stop at the historic checkpoints that are still there today, as he came up to those checkpoints with his Volkswagen full of Bibles, he would pray a prayer. And it was, Lord Jesus, when you walked upon the earth, you made blind eyes see. And I pray now that you'll make seeing eyes blind. <laughs> and as the guards searched, searched his little car, they never seemed to find his Bibles, oh, yeah. wherever they were. And so they decided, well, well let's take a camper van. Let's make a specific camper van that has all these little secret pockets and buttons you push and this will open up. And so under the shower was, you know, 400 Bibles packed in plastic and uh, they would have two two people in that van. And one of the they both knew they were carrying Bibles. It says to go into Poland uh, to you know, take to the churches there. And uh, they'd get to the border guards. They wanted to search the van. There was one, one guy that knew all the buttons to press to make all the cabinets where they were hidden open. And the other guy uh, knew nothing. So the guy that knew everything would take a wander. He'd just go, oh, just... So there's no emotional reaction when the guards are pushing pillows and pushing buttons trying to see and knocking on bits of wood. Uh, the fellow that um, you know was standing there, he didn't know where the Bibles were. He knew they were somewhere. Certainly praying that prayer. And today, when we take scriptures into countries, we still pray that prayer. So he he established a pattern of uh, of what Open Doors was doing uh, would do. And as you know, Matt, like persecution hasn't diminished by any means. And so he, I don't think Brother Andrew's intention was that he would start an international ministry. It just grew and it just grew and it just grew. And you know they did more and more trip runs and more and more Bibles got through and you know the Iron Curtain behind the the Berlin Wall. He went many many times and you know we went to Checkpoint Charlie, which is a big museum 
there, um, nothing to do necessarily with Christians, but just to do with the division between East and West Germany in, in Berlin. And, uh, and Brother Andrew went many, many times through there, taking into the Eastern uh, Bloc country there uh, the scriptures. And we just had to honour him because we saw all the ways that, that people were, were shot or arrested or things that happened to them if they tried to escape out of there. So we could only stand in awe of, um, of his faith and courage, which gradually he built a, a ministry upon because more and more people wanted to, to get the Word of God into these places. You know, I've been listening to an audio book of Brother Andrews recently called Light Force. Oh, yes, yeah. And, I mean, he really has been in some of the most dangerous places on the planet, you know, meeting with, yeah. you know, extremist terrorists yeah. and trying to yeah. talk to them about peace and giving them yeah. Bibles and talking to them about Jesus. Uh, you know, what what an example he's made for all of us, hasn't he? I think so. Just recently he was interviewed and uh, he was, uh, they said, so, you know, if you had your time again, you know, Brother Andrew, what, what would you do differently? And he says, oh, well, I'd be more radical. <laughs> and I thought, Oh my goodness, I, I, in my Christian walk since I was 17 years of age, and Matt, I'm a grandmother now, uh, I have never met anyone with such a radical faith, such a deep faith in believing in the power of the Word of God. And I think on this trip, what I also saw was, was the power of prayer. You know, I met people who, who purposed, uh, to meet every week to pray that the Berlin Wall would come down. Now, they didn't know whether they were meeting for seven weeks or seven years, and they did meet for seven years. And, uh, until that wall fell down, it was built in 1961, and then it fell down in, in 1989. And, uh, you know, people of great faith. And so it gives me courage, and I can stand in front of my church and say, you know, people prayed, prayed for this regime to end, and it did. And, and I think uh, we, we need to do that as Christian people. You can look around the world and think, oh, this regime is just so horrific, it's never going to end. They're just getting such a foothold. But it's the Lord that's got the foothold. And we need, you know, I believe, Matt, that God is shaking the nations. And, but he's shaking the Western church awake, and we need to be woken. Mm, I believe it too, absolutely. It need to be woken up. And you guys release the World Watch List every year. Uh, number one for a number of years has been North Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess there's a, a lot of focus there on prayer. Uh, what else can we do uh, to, to support Open Doors in, you know, in, in the work you're doing in, in, in nations around the world? Well, one of the things that, you know, if you jump on our website, you can certainly pray, you can receive our prayer resources, you can gather with others to, to pray. But writing to Christian people, that's a, that's a big thing as well, that, that writing to persecuted Christians, that something happens in their lives and then they receive thousands of letters or, you know, they're in prison and the prison is, is inundated from with you know letters from around the world i visited three women in indonesia that were in prison for two years and i went twice to see them and you know they received twenty three thousand letters from around the world and so the other prisoners said look how much christians love one another they write from all around the world to these three little women in the back blogs of indonesia we want to know you know what it's you know how to belong to this family so People can write to, to persecuted believers. People can actually go to the field and and meet with believers. And, uh, you know, that certainly changes your life, just sitting down with them, hearing their stories. But it's not a story of misery. Uh, they're difficult stories. But as I said at the start, I see their courage and hope and faith and perseverance. And, Matt, I think what I've seen in the persecuted church is a measure of forgiveness that I've never seen anywhere. 
you know, in the face of cruelty and killings, people come up with kindness and forgiveness. I really didn't get it until a few years ago. I remember hearing about Open Doors for years and I remember hearing about God's smuggler, Brother Andrew, and, you know, I kind of thought, oh, yeah, that's good, that's their ministry, whatever, you know. And then, you know, I remember hearing a few stories Mm. from what you guys do and, you know, and that Bible verse that says when one part suffers, Mm. every part suffers, you know. Mm. And we in the West, we're so comfortable uh, we, we need to be educated about what's happening around the world mm-hmm. and we need to be standing with our brothers in prayer financially and visiting them, like you said. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I love about Open Doors is your stories. Uh, have you got one of your favourite stories that you can share with us about you know, a believer that's been through a lot that's just standing up for Jesus? Absolutely. Look, it's springing out of being at Auschwitz and Birkenau, which are the concentration camps in Germany. But standing there beside that railway, which is still there, and uh, looking at the cart that was there, thinking, my, my thoughts were, wow, how many footsteps have stood upon this earth where I'm standing? And they were the last footsteps on earth because they walked straight from this chain train to the gas chambers. And it took me personally to uh, the people in North Korea because I've had the privilege of meeting uh, an escapee from there, from North Korea, uh, little Hei Wu, and she came out to Australia here. And one of the things that she said was that every day they would gather the bodies of people that had died, they would burn them and scatter the ashes on the roads around us. And every day as we walked out to the labour camps, we would walk over those ashes. And she thought, one day someone will walk upon my ashes. Well, God... You know, saved her from that, and she has escaped to South Korea. I had the privilege of spending one night with her, Matt, when we needed to give our interpreter, because she spoke no English, a break. And uh, so, you know, if you've ever spent a night with someone who speaks no English and uh, hadn't ever been to a Western country before, uh, I was preparing the meal, and I was going to give her some rice in just some... uh, you know, takeaway Chinese containers. I took the lid off the the rice and went to flick it in the bin of the plastic, you know, throwaway container. And she went, oh, 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 and she grabbed that lid from me and she took off about four or five grains of rice oh. that were stuck to the lid that I was about to throw at. And she put those grains of rice into back into the pile that the rice that I was about to heat. And I thought she knows the value of six grains of rice because sometimes they would just get a tablespoon of rice a day and she would share that with others because God had changed her heart. And, you know, I couldn't help but think when I was at Auschwitz and Birkenau that today there are people undergoing the same sort of suffering that we brings us into sort of aghast that we were hearing uh, that happened in, the his, in history. But, you know, Matt, it's happening today and that ushered in for me and need to pray for the persecuted in, in, in those places. Well, it's so inspiring to hear your stories and your heart, and I would have loved to have carried your bags on that trip. It sounds like it was an amazing time. <laughs> right. If people want to find out more, the website is opendoors.org.au. Uh, there you can find out more about the, uh, the way they're standing up and uh, encouraging uh, persecuted believers all around the world. It's an amazing ministry. Uh, Jeanette, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. 
You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians, and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.